oftentimes we feel, feel like, oh, nobody will show up or whatever, but sometimes we need to do for the one. Sometimes we need to do what we do for the one person that's going to show up because even if it's a different person every single week, it's okay because that person that comes for some reason, she wanted to be there. Maybe she, I needed it. You know, maybe it wasn't even for her, but it was, I needed that influence in my life that one week. Um, and it is so much like as women, we can deal with comparing and we can deal with, oh, feeling like we're not enough. But the lies that we believe is so crucial for us to really tackle. I, it's even doesn't even make sense to say this, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for those dark valleys. I'm really yeah. grateful for those babies that we miscarried because I never would have known the women that I know today as I was going in for the procedure in the background was the song, the God of miracles that they were playing. They actually took video of it. Like if you go to my Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok, I think it, you'll see like the actual footage of them taking the two fetuses that we had, the two embryos and embryos, not fetuses, I guess at that time, but the two embryos and, um, in a Petri dish and putting them into a syringe and then taking it to the doctor. And then the doctor inserts it. And the crazy thing about this is when the baby has life, like when it gets into the womb, a light goes off. And I have it on video where you see the moment that Kodiak and this other baby like get into the womb and the light goes off. friend, my name is Tanya Valentine, and I'm a mama three registered nurse turned certified life coach and entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the Momentum Podcast, a weekly podcast where we bypass the small talk and get right into the real struggles moms face every day. From bedtime battles to feeling like no matter what we do, it's never enough. Think of this as your mom support group in the form of a podcast. Each week, we introduce new ways of thinking and actionable tools you can implement to bring more ease, peace, and joy in your home. Go from treading water to finding your flow in motherhood. Hello, friends. If you enjoy a good story of how miracles really do happen, then today's episode is for you. Today, I interviewed Joy Moffat Zek, a fellow mom and small business owner of Joy in Birth LLC. She is a creator in the marketplace, has a bachelor's of education, a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, and has additional training as a purpose driven life coach, birth photographer, spinning babies lactation support, hypnobabies, and more. Joy's journey to motherhood, marked by six miscarriages, is a testament to her unwavering determination. Her story is a testament to the power of resilience and the pursuit of dreams. 
Join me as we dive into her inspiring journey. You guys, I can't wait for you to hear her story. It really does serve as proof that miracles really do happen. So without further ado, here's my interview with Joy Moffat-Zek. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Joy. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, guys, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. You guys, I am so excited for Joy to share her story with you today. She is truly an example of what is possible when you choose to listen to your heart and follow your dreams. I want to start just by talking about how I found you, Joy, because I really feel like it was something that was divinely orchestrated and just interesting to share. So picture this, it's June and I'm sitting down nursing Serena while Rocco and Lucia are just playing and making a mess of the house. And I decide to hop on a Facebook moms group, which is not something I typically do. Um, but I come across this post and it's an invitation to a mom's group uh, saying, come and learn how to make yogurt and connect with other moms. And it just so happened to be going on that day starting at 1 p.m. And meanwhile, it's 9.30 in the morning here. Um, But Mm -hmm. it it was something that I didn't have. I saw I didn't have to register ahead of time for or even pay for. And it was at this woman's home, which, I mean, it's Joy. Joy is the woman. Um, But imagine that this woman (laughs) was welcoming complete strangers into her home in the name of providing a, a place, a space, for moms to connect. And all she was asking for in return was that you bring a dish. I was so intrigued and I wanted to know more about the woman behind it all. Um, so I hopped on her Mama Minded Facebook group page and I read about her and I read this story, Joy, that you had on there about women, the, the laundry, <laughs> the tribe. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, but oh my. And if not, that's fine. Like people just maybe join her mama minded Facebook group. I mean, when I read that story, I was like, that's it. Like (laughs) I have to meet you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This has been two years in the making to like get that to be established. And it was, I guess more, well, cause we're, even you've seen our home. So we're in the process of building and we're the ones doing all the work. We had a thousand square feet home and then we are just going big. <laughs> so now it's like 6,000 square feet. And with us doing all the work, it's taking a lot more time to get this established. So I was procrastinating. I knew these mom groups needed to start like forever ago. And I just kept procrastinating and thinking like, I don't know, you know, and it's like those lies that we believe, right? So I had a client who she had asked me, when we were going to start up these mama minded like meetups, these mom meetups. And I kind of just said, well, it's not the fact that I don't want to have them because I love moms. It's just that it was difficult due to the home being under so much construction. So she's like, well, I just feel like it'd be so good for me. And she's like, I don't care that the house is under construction. Like that doesn't bother me. And maybe that is even more appealing to me because your house isn't going to be perfect. And I was like, Oh Oh. yeah. Joy. What? Oh my God. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. So (laughs) no, that was just something that I wanted to say. Like, yes. Like when I came to your house, 
Like that's just mm-hmm. something that I respected about you so much when I came to your house that day. I was just like, that Aww. made me love you even more. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like to me, I it's been crazy living in construction for a few years now. I mean, we've lived in it. It's been funny, actually, where we've been sleeping at night and all of a sudden I'm getting wet. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And finding out it was raining. And because our home, we so the thousand that we lived in, we had at one point take the roof off, but because we were doing the work, it took a process. It took time. So we take part of the roof off, part of the roof off, part of the roof off. Well, it would just rain sometimes, obviously in Northwest Indiana. And when it rained, if there was wind, then the covers would come off and all the things like that were holding the roof on and you'd start getting wet in the middle of the night, you know? So I mean, there were moments of it that were just tough and difficult or like my dad, we were celebrating his birthday and everybody's getting ready to leave. It was like nine o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden it starts downpouring and we're all saying our goodbyes as water is just pouring in from little holes in the ceiling because the lights that were there, we had to take out and bear in mind, we have no electricity in the house. Like that is pluggable for light switches. So, and my husband's an electrician, so it's just funny. And so we're all running around, like trying to grab buckets. And it's definitely been a fun, interesting thing. And so I didn't know, would people want to be experiencing this? Like, is this too much? And so that was my concern, but it's been beautiful because I do want moms when they come to the group and are a part of mama minded that they feel like they are home. And literally Tanya, that is why we are building this home. It is not for us. Mm. We know there's my husband and I, my daughter, like we'll get into this. I'm sure as adopted when we started building and then there was no reason for us to build a 6,000 square foot home. No reason. But we felt like God had told us to build an ark and he was going to fill it. And at that time, it made absolutely no sense. I did not know that I would start a podcast. I did not know that I would start Mama Minded. I did not know I would have these mom groups. I did not know any of this. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's going to be for millions of children. You know, (laughs) we're just going to fill it. But we are so dedicated to the fact that like even my daughter, when people come over, she welcomes them and she goes, this is your home too. So make yourself at home because that is what we live by. Like, this home is our dream home. We, we feel like millionaires and we're not, you know, we're just very, very average people, but our home is just something that is a gift that we want to give back to people, you know? And so that's where it was kind of hesitant to start these groups. Um, but you know, we want to be real as much as we can. I love that. And I got to say, and it does feel like home. Like I've been there. I've been to your home and I've been a part of these mom's groups and it does it just feels you just feel welcome like when I first met you I just felt I felt like I already knew you but I just Mm -hmm. felt like that warmth you know like I felt like I belonged there like I was at the I was where I needed to be you know what I mean and I just want to I just want people what I want people to take away from this like what we're talking about is don't let your fear of like being per or not being perfect, I guess I should say, don't let that stop you from doing what you want to do. Like we all have these primal brains, right? And it's in our nature to compare ourselves to others. 
Um, and we do this, it's just our brains just mm-hmm. trying to keep us safe, right? We all just want to be accepted. We want to be a part of the tribe. It's just how we've evolved because if, you know, way back when, if you weren't accepted as part of the tribe, you would be kicked out and that would mean death for you. But nowadays, you know, it's it's just not serving us. Um, but it's something that's, it really is rooted deep in our biology. And unfortunately, it prevents us from living our life to the fullest. Like what would have happened if Joy, you know, waited for her house to be done to start hosting these mama meetups? Well, I wouldn't have met her and all the other women wouldn't have met her or, you know, connected with one another. Like it just, it's been really beautiful. So just, I want other people to, you're just such an inspiration. Like you're an inspiration to me. Mm -hmm. Like that, I feel like coming to your house and, you know, seeing that it was under construction, there was like a washer and dryer in the front lawn. <laughs> but it just, I love that. And I was just like, it's serious. Like, I was just like, oh my God. And she was speaking <laughs> to the other women there. Like, we were just like, like, she's just so amazing. And it gave me inspiration to want to do that in my home. And, you know, because things aren't, they're never going to be perfect. Like, you know, I, my house is always a mess. I got three kids, <laughs> you know, and like, they're just, I, our house needs updating as well, but yeah, like just don't postpone it because think of what you could be missing out on and the gifts that you could give to others too. Yeah. I definitely feel that it is like the fear that can get to us or the other thing that comes to my mind when discussing this topic is the fact that oftentimes we feel, feel like, oh, nobody will show up or whatever. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we need to do for the one. Sometimes we need to do what we do for the one person that's going to show up. Because even if it's a different person every single week, it's okay. Because that Mm -hmm. person that comes, for some reason, she wanted to be there. Maybe she, I needed it. You know, maybe it wasn't even for her, but it was I needed that influence in my life that one week. Um, And it is so much like as women, we can deal with comparing, we can deal with, oh, feeling like we're not enough. But the lies that we believe is so crucial Mm -hmm. for us to really tackle. And I mean, every single day we have new brain cells that are being given to us, which is such a beautiful gift and Mm -hmm. cells that die at night, which I also think is a gift because I just claim that the bad cells, my negative thoughts, my fear, those are the things that are dying at night. And I wake up every morning with Mm -hmm. fresh thoughts that I get to choose what I think on. And if I can be focused on the right things and focused on not the fear and you know, really abolishing those and taking captive of my thoughts, there's so much more that we can do because we live in a prison of the lies that we believe, like feeling like we're not enough. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're our hardest critic, you know, like saying like the house or saying that, you know, our house is disheveled or, you know, oh, I look like this, that, and the other, or, you know, whatever it might be. I feel like I give people grace and I love people. And Tanya, I know that you can, you say that. And I really do like, I absolutely love people, but you know, the person that I give the less amount, least amount of grace to is me. And that's, yeah, yeah. And that's where I need to focus. And we all need to focus more on 
giving the grace to ourselves, you know, stepping back and saying, okay, you know, what is it? Like, what, what is it that I'm doing that? Why am I like this? And how can I retrain my brain and continue to think on the right things and taking those thoughts captive? Right, right. So I'm not a captive to torturing thoughts, you know, but and I guess that's just more so what I've had to do so much in my life because <laughs> I've had a lot right, of ups and downs. Right. And Which kind of leads me into, can we talk about your story next? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, well, yeah. So my husband and I, we've been married for 14 years and almost 14 years, I guess. And um, two years into marriage, we were like, all right, let's try to have children. And we were pretty excited. And I've always been that person that just dreamt of having babies and would, you know, had all the names written down since I was like four or five of all the names I wanted my children to be named. And um, so just dreamt. And I mean, I'd bring baby dolls with me all the time and just couldn't wait to be a mom. And I graduated the Bachelor's of Education, so I was teaching school. And so I kind of got a thrill of being able to be like a mom to these children, but I still wanted like my own. And ended up two years into marriage, we found out we were pregnant. I was so excited. I told my husband and we were just pretty excited, nervous for sure. And um, a few weeks later, you know, went to the doctor and getting that ultrasound, just checked the viability and how baby's doing. And the doctor, very terrible bedside manners, was like, ah, no baby. I'm like, what? And he's like, no baby, no baby. You'll come back another time. Maybe baby, no baby. I'm like, um, yeah. what do you mean? No baby. Like we were stunned. We literally just like stopped and looked at each other. Like, that's not even possible. We, we have a baby. We are pregnant. Like. I have the test to prove it. I peed on a stick, right? And um, so we had we had blood test run and all the things. And sure enough, levels were dropping at a rapid rate. And on July 4th, we miscarried our baby. And it was definitely one of the most difficult times that we dealt with. Um, but we weren't going to give up. And we tried again. And um, we were so excited and got pregnant uh, a few months later and went through the whole thing again and miscarried. And this happened four different times. And so we had a total of four babies that we miscarried and it was just an anomaly. Like to backtrack, we went to 40 different doctors. We were so passionate about like, there is, what is the reason we didn't just sit around and you know, like, Oh, hum, it'll happen again. Like, no, I was like, no, there's something that must be wrong or what is it? Cause I want to be a mom. And we traveled to different States. Like we went to California, Florida, Ohio, you know, obviously Indiana, Illinois, just different places trying to find physicians that maybe had answers and every time we would have mm-hmm. tests done, I mean, I went gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, you know, like all the different things, tried so many different supplements. At the beginning, we were very, very Western. Um, we were looking into IVF and that was a hard moment when we went to a clinic in Illinois and after like having so many miscarriages, the doctor's like, well, I don't even know why we would do IVF. And I don't know what her situation was because all that she was saying was just terrible. And she said, you know, most likely if you were to even carry a baby, it would probably have some major chromosome issues. So, you know, it was just this terrible result of what we were not expecting to hear. And I just remember leaving and getting in the car and just looking out the window and just, it was a rainy day, right? And I am just bawling my eyes out. We're both crying on the way home because we're thinking, what in the world that was that was news that we weren't expecting we were going there hoping to process with IVF and you know but 
no hope of even carrying a baby. And if we did, then it would have some major issues and couldn't even live maybe. And we're like, why? And, but there wasn't anything in my documents of my notes or my blood work or anything that showed that would be what would happen. This doctor was just assuming because of so many miscarriages. And so that's when we came a little bit more naturally minded which I'm so thankful for, because that's just set a total different branch in our life. Um, and, you know, kept trying, but again, just kept continuing to miscarry. And then there came a point where each miscarriage was different. Um, you know, you would go into it. I think the first one, we were just so happy to get pregnant. And we are the type of people that we believe that every moment that I'm carrying a baby, we want to rejoice. And so we were not opposed to telling people. And um, with that, like, I want people to know, you know, like, so they can kind of be excited. And then it, there is a loss. It's, you know, where, and I, I guess I wasn't the type of person that if someone came up to me and say like, Oh, you know, congratulations on your baby that I wouldn't be like, Oh, it passed away. Like I was okay to say that if that mm-hmm. were to be the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but every miscarriage was different. Like, again, the first one was exciting. And the second one was like, okay, well that, that just happened, you know, like let's keep doing blood work and let's keep going. And the third one, I remember that I just became so devastated. I remember shutting all the blinds in the house. I didn't want any light in the house. And that is not my personality. And I didn't want one person coming over. I literally lived in my pajamas. I don't even know if I showered for a week or so. I didn't want to eat. I didn't had no drive to do anything. I had one friend that came and lived with me and my husband because he was kind of scared. Uh, what was happening. And I didn't want family. I didn't want anybody around. And it was just a really, really low time in my life of losing that third baby. And I got enough gumption and tried again. Right. And so then it was the fourth that we miscarried and I couldn't count anymore. I never wanted to pee again on another stick. Even if we got pregnant, I just didn't want to know because it was just so devastating. About that time was when a friend of mine, we were talking and it was her, she was giving birth and she, it was kind of a weird, I don't know if it was like we were talking about it and she mentioned about her birth and I was like, Oh, that's great. And, um, she says, I asked her to come to the birth. I thought I asked her to come, you know, the, I don't know what happened, but somehow the conversation came up to be at her birth. And I was really torn because I'm thinking like, man, of all the things in the world that I want to do is have a baby of my own. I don't know if I want to watch somebody else have a baby. And then I thought, you know what? I love helping people. So what if I could be a help to her and I would rather be there just to be an encouragement or whatever it is to her that she needs. And so I went and as all things was a home birth. So, you know, 10 years ago, a home birth to me would have absolutely terrified me, which it did. I'm like, well, it might as well go kill ourselves now. Right. You know, <laughs> so I remember going to the birth and I was kind of nervous. Um, but just seeing how everything was so beautiful and so laid back and so, perfect for her, right? That was the birth that she chose and people can choose wherever they want. And that's the perfect place for her and them. But for her, it was to be home. And just watching this baby come into this world, I was just astonished. And I knew when I got home that day that, that if I could not have a baby of my own, if there was for whatever reason, we would continue to try and I just couldn't have a baby. I wanted to become a doula. I wanted to be what she needed. I wanted to give her and women the most beautiful birth experiences and kind of live vicariously through these women in a sense mm-hmm. and be able to help them and be there for them as some of the 
scariest moments sometimes when they're not educated or feeling alone or partners that don't know how to help and encourage. And, um, and it's so crazy to me because so many times people are like, oh, I don't think a doula is for me. And I'm like, a doula is for you. <laughs> if you are breathing and you are a human being, a doula is for you, whether you're going to have a C-section or an epidural or a natural birth, whether it's home or hospital, there's nothing like having that support person there that is so passionate and so in love with you and giving you your birth dreams. And that just started me on a total different mindset of what I really wanted to do in life. And um, yeah, so I, within days, I applied and became started my um, certification to become a doula. And that's kind of what brought me to where I am now. And to look back, Tanya, I mean, it's definitely one of the most, it is one of the most difficult things that my husband and myself that we've ever gone through. But I, it's even doesn't even make sense to say this, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful yeah. for those dark valleys. I'm really yeah. grateful for those babies that we miscarried because I never would have known the women that I know today. I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't be, have been at hundreds of births at this time because I would have not even known maybe about this. I would have maybe never gone into something like this, um, but really determining that, you know what, there's a bigger purpose to this and there's a bigger passion to me than just what I'm thinking it is all about, you know? Um, so it's just been a beautiful yeah. door that has opened up and, then being a doula is amazing. And then two years ago is kind of when I felt called to start my own podcast. And again, fear, um, thinking it wouldn't do anything or go anywhere, you know, all the same things. Like we're both actually, which is so amazing. We're both starting our podcasts at the same time. And, you know, it's just, this is like so crazy to me because it's just, it took forever to get here. And yeah. I know that it's just a perfect timing that for what it means to be for people. Um, but yeah, and so that's where I wanted to just not be there for like my doula clients. But when they have a baby, well, I don't want it to stop there. And a lot of my moms be keeping contact. So I was like, well, let's start something. And so that's kind of where the whole mama minded came into being. But it's a lot deeper than just that. But that's kind of where mama minded happened. So yeah. It. And then can mm -hmm. you talk about too, I want to talk about your experience with adoption a little bit and then I want you to tell yeah. everybody about your son like because that is just so amazing the story of your son oh and yeah he came to be yeah yeah so four years no sorry six years into being a doula um a client of mine she contacted me and said her sister was going to put her baby up for adoption and the story is a lot more in depth than what even I'm going to go into, but because we only have so much time, um, there's a story upon a story to get us to where we are right now. But, um, there was a huge loss that we had in our life two years prior to this phone call of just devastating us. Um, and then almost two years to that time frame, we, oh man, it gives me the chills just thinking about that because going back a little bit, I was after this loss had happened, I went to a lake and I was just sitting there crying my eyes out. And I was like, there has to be a reason to this. And I felt God just kept giving me the number two, the number two, the number two. And I was like, what the number two, what does this mean? And never knew two years later to that day mm -hmm. and that time frame would be when we would be contacted to ask if we could adopt oh, I have the our little girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
And me too. (laughs) Um, And so we were kind of hesitant because of this other loss that we had had. And, but I also didn't want it to be, if this did fall, like go through, I never wanted my daughter to look at me or my son to look at me if this did work and say, why did you not do anything? Mom, you're such a planner. I mean, if you're going to you know, like whatever it might be, if I'm going to lose a tooth, like, let's have a party about it. You know, like, you know, why did you not tell people you were adopting? Oh, because of fear. No, you know what? I'm like, I'm starting to abolish that now. And I don't want it to be that my child looks at me and I say, oh, because I was fearful. So we did at Christmas, we decided that we were going to tell the family and I was nervous, but I was going to push past it. And we made little ornaments with ultrasound of the baby and everybody was just so excited. And then January 13th, we decided to do a gender reveal. And again, very hesitant, but I was like, no, I want people to be there. I would do this if, you know, I was expecting or whatever. And, you know, again, I don't want fear to be the player of why I don't do stuff. And so we had hundreds of people there and we had like a fog machine and we shut all the lights off and then the fireworks started going off and we turned on the smoke and the fog and it was pink. And I was a baby girl, you know, and we were just ecstatic and like so excited. Yeah. And so in the process of this time frame of adoption, I contacted one of my best friends who's an OBGYN in California. And I was like, Hey, so there's this opportunity that we could adopt. And I know there's this thing called induced lactation. Um, what do you think about looking it up, finding more information about it? And she's like, Joy, you always get me into these places. And I was like, I know, I know. And it's not going to stop. And she's like, you're going to cause me to retire as an OB, you know, like, cause I always like, because she had been on this journey with us for so many years, she's doing so much research about the infertility. She's doing so much stuff because nobody knew what was going on. And so I was literally like a speculum, like trying to figure this stuff out. So we did, we figured out a protocol for inducing lactation. So even though I didn't carry Aurora in my womb, when she was to be born, I could still nurse her. So I went on some birth control and some other medicines to kind of help make my body think I was pregnant for about three months. If I were to be on it longer, it probably would have helped more with um, producing more milk. And then February came around and we got the call on the 17th that the mom was in labor. And I was like ecstatic. So we ended up meeting her at the hospital. Um, and the story again is very crazy. Again, the mom kind of changed her mind in the middle of birth and labor. Um, and again, we were devastated, like, oh man, you know, (laughs) um, but ended up after the baby was born, she looked at me and she's like, go get your baby. And she knew that, you know, it was the right time to do this. And so, and she, she had a lot of situations going on in her life, um, that she didn't really have a choice by the state and just different things like that to make this decision. So she wanted to choose who her child was going to be adopted by, um, which is just beautiful, you know, another gift to this precious baby. Um, so, I walked to the warmer and, you know, the nurse, which is one of my great friends now, she's like, congratulations, mama, here's your baby. And just picking up Aurora for that first time. And they took us to our own room and, you know, I sat on the bed and we were able to do the nursing and she latched on right away, which was just so crazy for like first time mom and all this stuff. And um, we actually nursed till she was two and a half. 
oh which was gosh. amazing you know <laughs> yeah yeah so um it was super cool um but yeah we knew and even now like we know we want to have a large family and we are if people want to or know people that want to adopt like we're like yes we want to adopt as many babies because our hearts are just full for children and to love them um and so it kind of like switched where last year uh, we were supposed to go visit my brother and he contacted me. We were leaving in two weeks and he contacted me on a Saturday. He's like, Joy, I hate to do this to you, but if you can, would you ever be willing to postpone till August? And I was like, oh, come on. You know, like we're so, we're so excited about seeing, you know, like all these things like, well, we just bought a house and you're going through a lot of stuff. And so we're like, okay. So then I'm like searching now it's Sunday morning and I'm like, well, we can cancel our flights or postpone whatever, but where are we going to go for spring break? And so I'm like scrolling and all of a sudden Cancun comes up. And it's $137 round trip per person. I was like, well, why not? And so I'm like looking and then all of a sudden it hit me. Two years ago, one of my good friends did something called embryo adoption or snowflake baby where they adopted an embryo. And ever since we had heard about that, our hearts just beat a little faster, you know, like this opportunity to do this. And I contacted her and she gave me specific specific information. And so that Monday, the next day, I called the clinic in Cancun and was like, hey, this is weird. <laughs> I said, we can come to Cancun in two weeks and I want to do embryo adoption. My husband and I and kind of gave him the story of our infertility. Um, and she's like, well, you know, we don't usually do it that fast. It's She's like, the soonest I think we can get you in is April. And I was like, I understand. I was like, do you mind just talking to the doctor? And I don't even know why I was so bold to say that. And so she did. And <laughs> in, the, in the meantime, I know. And in the meantime, I was at work that day and the lady I worked for, because I was teaching homeschool. So I was in the school systems for 12 years and then, I literally one day my principal, because I'm very outside the box and my kids were excelling, they were doing amazing. And he came and he was like, just really getting on my case. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what is going on in your brain, but I'm like, mm-hmm. these kids are doing amazing. Your kids are scoring very high on all testings because I think outside the box. And I think he just didn't prefer me in general. And that's fine too, because this is just my, <laughs> you know, whatever, adios. And I'm like, you know, I just think outside of the box. And he's like, well, you need to find your box. And I was like, oh, hmm well, you're going to find yourself your own, a new teacher. And so I resigned and because I knew there was more to my education and teaching children. And it wasn't going to have to be sitting behind a desk or whatever this environment was. And then I started homeschooling families and I've done that for the past four years. Um, and so that's when this mom came to me and she's like, Hey, you know, we're going on vacation. And, um, and it was the exact days that we were going to Cancun. But it was the fact that she's like, but they're extending their stay like almost a week, which was crazy because if this were to work out, I would need to be in Cancun for two weeks. So it was just so crazy. And then the clinic called me back that day and they're like, and this lady, the secretary, she's so sweet. Her name was Elizabeth. And she's like, hey, I don't know. This is strange. (laughs) I talked to the doctor and he says he thinks we should do it. And if you can be here in two weeks, we'll start the procedure um, and kind of go from there. 
And I'm like, okay, this will be great, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and on top of it, we're going to do a natural cycle where usually moms have a lot of medicines and stuff like that. And I was like, but he knows my situation, right? She goes, I know I explained it to him, but he thinks he's going to do it naturally. And I was like, okay. So, um, it was just so crazy case by case. Like I ended up going to a birth. And in the meantime, I talked to a lady who's an OBGYN, again, a friend of mine. And, um, she's like, Joy, get to my office tomorrow. We're going to get all this blood work, all the ultrasounds, all this stuff done so we can get you there. And that just doesn't happen. I mean, it's very difficult to get into an OB office. And so she just was amazing. And so, yeah, we left a few weeks later, went to Cancun and, um, we had, it was just a really cool experience. It was absolutely amazing. I felt so loved. I actually cried when I was on the operating table because I felt so loved. And that morning, the lady had said something about a song and it's like, um, the, uh, the God of miracles. And as I was going in for the procedure in the background was the song, the God of miracles that they were playing. What? And as Yeah. Yeah. It was just such a beautiful thing. And they actually took video of it. Like if you go to my Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok, I think you'll see like the actual footage of them taking the two fetuses that we had, the two embryos and embryos, not fetuses, I guess at that time, but the two embryos and, um, in a Petri dish and putting them into a syringe and then taking it to the doctor. And then the doctor inserts it. And the crazy thing about this is when the baby has life, like when it gets into the womb, a light goes off. And I have it on video where you see the moment that Kodiak and this other baby like get into the womb and the light goes off and stating that, you know, there it is. The baby's right there, um, which is just so cool. So we ended up staying there for a few more days and then headed home. Um, a few weeks into it, I started bleeding really bad and, you know, worst case that we thought we were miscarrying and we were, and we ended up losing, um, one of the embryos and you didn't know if it was both or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just a crazy long story. Pregnancy was a little bit on the more difficult side, ended up having to be on blood thinners and all kinds of fun things. Um, but yeah, at 36 weeks, my water broke and he you know, I labored for literally just a few hours and it probably was because it was 36 weeks and I wasn't prepared for that. So we were running up our flight of stairs five times because we did plan a home birth. Um, yeah. So all of our stuff was upstairs and we didn't have running water yet in that wing of the house. And so my husband and I are like running to move everything downstairs. (laughs) And so then within moments, my labor started and then at 8 AM, um, it, it started to like, you know, get a little bit more intense. And then by 11 o'clock I started pushing and then he was born a little after one. So, and his story is amazing too. Another time, another place, just how he was a miracle and, um, was a hundred percent of mortality because he was, um, fossa previa and, you know, just crazy. His cord insertion wasn't into the placenta. It was actually into the bag of water. And yeah, nobody caught it. I'd had MRIs and nobody saw it on MRIs, which is just crazy. Um, But we're just so thankful he's here. So for sure, a miracle. Yeah. Because what would have happened had they have caught it? Well, I would have had a C-section at 35 weeks. Um, because it is common for IVF to sometimes go into labor 36, 37 weeks. So to not have that happen, they want to do a C-section at 35 weeks. And because what happens is that when the bag of water breaks, because the, 
the umbilical, not the umbilical cord, but the veins and the arteries that are running through the placenta that are actually in the bag of water can be by his head and underneath his head. Mm-hmm. And so we are so lucky that fortunate, I should say, um, God's hand was on us because if I would have gone in at that time, um, again, we had been planning a home birth and my doctor knew that we were as well. And, um, they, my one doctor told me, she's like, you're so fortunate you didn't go in because if they were to like check you and your cervix, they could have nicked one of those arteries and you both would have hemorrhaged. And, you know, and what had happened is my water broke originally. It was just the Corian, which is your first bag. Sometimes they break together, but because it was just my Corian that if I were to go in and they were like, oh, you still have your water intact. And if they would have broken it again, it could have caused both of us to hemorrhage. Um, so it was just such an anomaly and he spun an opposite direction, which usually babies spin clockwise. So he could go around all the cords and the arteries. And, um, again, it's, it's a huge mortality for babies to be born vaginally, um, with this condition and yeah, but he came out and just crazy. And when they showed me my placenta, it was just, yeah. When they showed me my placenta, it was the craziest thing to see like the cord insertion in this bag, this thin membrane. And then it was like, he was so determined. Then like from there, the veins and the arteries, were so determined that you could see the determination of these veins, like as they sprouted out and just created like a web around the bag of water to find source of life for the placenta. And they did, you know, like just, it was so perfect where his head came through and you could see where it broke in between the arteries and the veins. Um, and he was born. So yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. There you go. For sure. My friends, like proof, miracles do happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you guys see why I love her? Like, she is just so awesome. I love you, Joy. Um, oh, you're sweet. Huh? I know. And maybe we can have you back because I know we're on a time limit here. So maybe we can have you back another time or you guys can check out. I'm going to have you tell us all your information, where people can find you. You're, I know you have podcasts. I know you're on all the social platforms, it sounds like. Um, but yeah, you guys can learn more about Joy and her doula services. Yeah, just check her out. So uh Joy, can yeah. you can you share thank you so much again for sure. coming on. I have so much more I want to talk to you about, but yeah, maybe we can yeah. have you on another time. We will podcast. we'll figure out a time. Yes, we'll figure out another want- time for sure. And then you'll be yeah. on mine. So yes. we'll go back and forth. <laughs> Um, yeah. So on Facebook, it, yeah, on Facebook, you know, I have my name, Joy Moffat Zach, and then we have the birth page, Joy and Birth Doula. Um, then the Mama Minded is the Facebook page that we have. And then um, Instagram's also under Mama Minded and TikTok as well. Then we'll have these Mama Minded podcasts starting to be aired in October about the same time as you. So you can find the Mama Minded on all the podcast platforms. Um, And it'll also be aired via like Rumble and YouTube just for the moms that actually like to like watch the videos. Um, And we'll also do a blog that I have a friend of mine that'll write that up for us. So it'll kind of be hitting all the layers of moms that like to read, those that like to listen, and those that like to watch. So yeah, everything is under mama minded. I love it. Oh, thank you so much, yeah. Joy. Yeah. Uh, I know that Absolutely. you're going to give other women out there a lot of hope and inspiration. And 
you guys really go check her out. Yeah, she absolutely. Is Thanks, Tanya. Such a joy. <laughs> yeah. Aww, thank you. All right. Bye. So, what did you think? What I want you to take away from this episode is not to let perfectionism or comparison get in the way of you pursuing your soul's desire. Don't compare yourself to anyone else or even an ideal version of the person you think you should be. It's a built-in defense mechanism that is designed to protect us because if we don't leave the proverbial cave we've been living in, meaning if we don't take risks in pursuing what it is we want, then we will stay safe. But what do we miss out on when we stay in the cave? What do we miss out on when we don't put ourselves out there? We miss out on life in the miracles and beauty available to us. Yes, we could get hurt, but nothing in life is permanent. Everything is always changing, always evolving, and on the other side of that hurt and discomfort is life's many wonders. And when we can detach from the outcomes being exactly what we had envisioned, and we can just let go, let God, and trust that life is happening for us, not to us, it's not about the destination, but who we become on our journey to get there, then we can live a more peaceful, fulfilling life. My friend, life will always present us with challenges, but within those challenges, there's an opportunity to discover beauty and tap into your inner strength. Take back the reins from that scattered mind, lead with love from your heart, and know that you have the power to handle any challenge life throws your way. Until next time, stay strong, stay focused, stay committed, and have an amazing week with your family. And if you found this show valuable, could you do me a favor and leave me a quick rating and review? It would mean the world to me. This helps more people find the show so I can help and support more amazing moms just like you. Life coaching is all about empowering yourself, leveling up, and taking decisive action. It's about learning how to live a more conscious, intentional life, one with passion and purpose. Being reminded that you are in the driver's seat of this thing called life. Yes, there are things that will happen that are out of your control, but allow me to remind you of the things that are in your control so you can find your way to peace through any storm. Have you ever felt that inner nudge, that restless feeling deep within, like there's more for you out there? I want you to know that it's your soul speaking to you, and I'm here to help you tune in and listen. I believe those whispers are your dreams yearning to come to life. Let's work together to uncover that inner voice, decipher its message, and turn your dreams into reality. Ready to take that first step? Sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. Let's embark on this transformative journey together. Your dreams are waiting, and I'm here to help you bring them to fruition. Click the link below or simply head to tanyavalentinecoaching.com. That's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com and click work with me to sign up for your free 30-minute mini session today.